Welcome back to Vocal Violence. Today, we'll be covering a subject of epic proportions. Literally. This is Will. And I'm Justin. And today we'll be covering the Greek gods in comparison between Disney's Hercules and Supergiant Studios' Hades. Something we both have been playing quite a bit of lately. Some more than others. It's a lot of fun, and I just had this thought at like 3 a.m. just in a frantic text. Well, oh my god, I just had a genius moment. Mind you, we're not sponsored by Supergiant Games. We are just really, 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 really big fans of their work. I especially love their work in Pyre. Hades is actually the first Supergiant game that I have played, even though I've seen Bastion Transistor, and I've been fairly interested in it. It's too bad you didn't jump on when Hades was new, because they were giving up Pyre for free with it. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So, starting out, I watched Hercules again for the first time in forever to get ready for this show. And I've got to say, fuck you, Doug Walker. Fuck you. Fuck Doug Walker. Why is everything like the Luxor? Because the Luxor's based on Greek stuff, you fucking baboon. You absolute okay. maroon. The problem with his Disney Semper review of Hercules is that he questions every fucking decision that the show has. Why does Hercules shake with his right hand, not his left hand? What about left-handed people? Individually, saying stuff like, oh, it's a gospel choir who's doing it. The setting's Las Vegas. You got Scarf doing the designs. Like, individually, I can kind of see how that is kind of head-scratching, but it doesn't matter because when you put all the shit together, it totally works. Which is really annoying because Doug Walker says constantly, I shouldn't be mad because the movie's not what I wanted it to be. I should see the movie as what it is, which is commendable. But he constantly doesn't do that. He constantly nitpicks and bitches about shit like that. Not to mention, the way that Disney is portraying the very tragic and very dark journeys of Hercules... They're taking it as lighthearted as can be. And during the time in the 1990s, Caesar's Palace in Vegas was a thing that kids won't get, parents will get. What's Disney trying to sell to? The whole family. So yes, the kids get the epic adventures of Hercules, and the parents get to laugh at the, at the references that go over the kids' heads until they're older. If you guys want a good criticism and analysis of Hercules, Definitely watch B-Mask's video on it. It is incredible. And we won't even touch on Lindsay Alice's uh, attempt at reviewing Hercules from her very skewed and very biased standpoint, which takes away a lot of, which takes away a lot of validity of what she's trying to do. Hercules was a major contributor to the Disney Afternoon as one, it was one of the few Disney movies in the 80s and 90s to actually get a follow-up series joining the likes of Aladdin. And you might think that, well, the Hercules movie, not a lot of the gods spoke, but that's what the TV series is for here, with a whole bunch of guest star appearances. Real, real big publicity people. A-rate celebrities. Absolute legends. Absolute legends. Big, huge performances. And I see no better place to start than to look at the 
king of the gods, Zeus, where in Hades, he's voiced by Peter Canavis, and Hercules, he's voiced by Rip Thorne in the movie, and we'll talk a bit about Corey Burton in the TV series. Greetings there, young man. Look, your father's always been rather difficult, and he is not so much as cold in quite some time. You'll have a better home where you belong, here on Olympus, and to help you on your journey, have my blessing. My boy, my little Hercules. Ah! Oh, hold on, kiddo, what you hurry? After all these years, is this the kind of hello you give your father? F father? Didn't know you had a famous father, did you? Surprise! <laughs> Look how you've grown. Why, you've got your mother's beautiful eyes and my strong chin. I love that name, by the way, Rip Torn. Along with being Zeus in Hercules, you would also play Hephaestus in God of War 3. Still keeping with the Greek theme. His voice is so iconic. Good. It's iconic. And he's just eating up every word. It's it's just such a fun performance, especially since it's like like you got Zeus being a doting dad, and he's just like <laughs> My baby boy, look at how look at you've got your you've got my chin and you've got your mother's eyes, which is wrong. But that's Disney's Hercules, Peter Canavis, who would only voice Zeus in Chaos and Hades. It's it's fine. I like it. Off the bat, there's no real competing with Torn, in my opinion. I mean, Canavis does a good job. I mean, he's still doing the good. Deep, expressive voice. I'm pretty sure they toned the voice down in order to get it right. Rip Torn, that's all him. That's 100% big, booming voice. It is. Unfortunately, though, Torn did not reprise his role for the Hercules TV series, but we got a damn good replacement within Corey Burton. All right, Hermes, that's enough. Let's get down to bronze tacks. I've called this meeting for a very important reason. Hercules needs a job. Darling, maybe Hercules should go back to his assigned job at the Agora. Nonsense. My son deserves better. Hercules in the underworld? Ha! Rather see the boy back in the fast food joint. Just gets it so good, too. The dude's a legend in and of himself. Absolutely. He has a very long history. Voicing many... Many things, like being the consistent voice of Ludwig von Drake in the Kingdom Hearts and in the Mickey series, Cad Bane and Count Dooku in Star Wars The Clone Wars, Ansem the Wise in Kingdom Hearts, Yen Sid as well. He has that deep old person voice that just fucking sells. I think you're missing the most important one, though, is that because of his work as Zeus on the Hercules TV series, he got to play... A Zeus all his own in the God of War series. We have faced far worse than this one fallen mortal. But we are the gods. We whom the mortals worship. We who rule over this land. We who will not be swept aside by this petulant fool. Brothers. Put aside the petty grievances that have splintered us for so long. 
night. We will stand together, and I will wipe out this plague. Olympus will prevail. I do also like the irony that Rip Torn, who, if I believe so, after Freddy got fingered, his career basically hit a nosedive. Absolute nosedive. He played Hephaestus in God of War 3. Which was actually a major character. Was a major character, but you gotta, you gotta feel something for that irony that he played a literal god, and then later on, he played a god who essentially was revered by the original Zeus, and got replaced by the dude who replaced him in Hercules. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. You really can't. <laughs> I think it's more close to Riptorn than it is anything else, which is nice. I like the Riptorn performance. Yeah, I do too. Just nails it. It's perfect. But then something that's a little bit less perfect is us talking about Poseidon. Ah. The god of the sea. Where in Hades, it's Logan Cunningham, and in Hercules, it's Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. George Costanza himself. Duckman. Boy, there, little Hades. You recognize your uncle, do you not? We have a lot of catching up to do, but first things first. You get yourself out of that dour underworld. As for me, I'll see if I can stir things up a bit to cover your advance. <laughs> Say, brother, did I ever tell you about when I invented the marine mammal? Yeah, Poseidon, about a zillion times. Anyway, of course, the first few drowned. You know, uh, mammals. <laughs> then it hit me. Blowhole! Cute. No, really. Ah, uh, they can't help but be. I designed them that way. I like Jason Alexander, but not as Poseidon. He's funny, but it's like... The voice doesn't match the design at all. Well, it kind of does, but not enough for me to feel like, oh, yeah, that's definitely the guy. I can't help but feel that disconnect, but it's like, you got a big, strong fish dude, and you hear short, bald George Costanza coming out of his mouth, and it's like, you kind of, you can't really separate it. Meanwhile, with Hades' Poseidon, you get a fucking big buff surfer dad. <laughs> Hello, little nephew. Let's go tear up the waves. Kind of an Aquaman kind of performance, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I was just thinking that. Like, you'd probably dig it because it's just like Aquaman and Batman Brave and the Bold. The best. I do like that That just with Poseidon, they really do take the idea of just the energetic, cool uncle to that degree. The funny thing about that is... Poseidon is also known for being a very jealous and very spiteful, vitriolic god. Like, for example, in the story of Perseus, a, a woman by the name of Andromeda, who was the princess of Ethiopia, people were saying that she was more beautiful than the ocean itself. So Poseidon, in, 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 in jealousy, decided to send one of his sons, who was a sea giant, to go and demand her as a sacrifice for offending the ocean. Huh. Before Perseus came in with his Pegasus and his golden sword and fucking killed Poseidon's kid. Oh my god. Yeah! Poseidon's an asshole! I should be surprised, they're all assholes. All the gods are assholes. Not Hermes. 
Speaking of Hermes. Speaking of Hermes. Um, two very different portrayals, both of which I do really like. So that's Andrew... Let's start with Hades, with Andrew Marks. Where here we got this young spry dude who's just just really super cash and just he's a cool guy yeah really talking fast and it's like oh hey cuz here to help you out but i gotta go see ya hey boss found you good hermes at your service pleasure you are the talk of olympus normally i wouldn't get mixed up but for you i'll be making an exception now come on we've both got places to be what's going on there cuz can i call you cuz got something here for you should make your battles to the death and that much quicker it's really charming. There's even and, an option to shut him up. But why would like, you? Literally him? Just him? Yeah, no. There's an option you can turn on. It's like, hey, cuz, are our little talks bothering you? If not, I can shut up and just get out of my way. And oh, that's see. so... And if, if you want... I think there's also an option if you want him back. Oh, that's, that's sweet. He's a nice uncle. Andrew Martz, by the way, who would also voice Sisyphus in Hades. Another in-house person for Supergiant. On the other hand, we have Paul Schaefer for Disney's Hercules. Who reprises his role from the movie? Excuse me, hot stuff. Come on, you. Excuse me. Up oh, one side, Eric. Why, Hermes? They're lovely. Yeah, you know, I had Orpheus do the arrangement. Isn't that too nutty? Fabulous party. You know, I haven't seen this much love in a room since Narcissus discovered himself. You know what? I don't hate this one. I don't hate Schaefer. Unfortunately, it would be the only thing he voices. Well, I mean, I think his main thing is that he's a vocalist. Yes, he's a musician. He was also David Letterman's uh, second in command. Yeah, voiced Hermes throughout everything that he's been in, as far as I can tell. And I don't know how I looked at this as a kid and I thought... This design is okay. I mean, it looks... <laughs> I mean, it looks exactly like the guy, which is what you always expect from Disney. Disney's Hermes looks like he's not allowed near uh, elementary schools within 100 feet. It really does. <laughs> but there's <laughs> there's something to say about the difference between these two types of Hermes. The Hermes in Hades is very much just like, a, okay, gotta go, 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 can't fail, gotta deliver this and go back, and blah, blah, blah. Always busy, all the time, gotta keep going, 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 going. This Hermes kind of reminds me of Wally West in Justice League, where... It really does! And I can, yeah. s I can see the resemblance. The Hermes sandals giving immense speed, speed force. Yeah! Just a really chill guy who knows... Look, I've been doing this for a couple of thousands of years. I know how fast I am. I can just chill out, and then I can get all my shit done in just an amount of time. You know, he's the guy who, if you challenge him to a race... The opponent will start running, and Hermes will just look at his clock and just say, 10, 9, 8, you know what I'm saying? 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, time to go! <laughs> Alright, that was fun. See you later. Got business to do. That was... Hey, at least he gave me a running start. <laughs> I think that's one of the main differences in these that I... Like, Her Hercules's portrayal of gods are very hit and miss to me, but I think this one, just this different take on it, just totally works. It's like a slip hit. I don't know what that is. A slip hit is like, in boxing, I'm going to dash to the left, and you're going to expect me to swim with my right, but I swipe you in the ribs with my left hook. I slip under your guard and hit you. Yeah, just a bit of a 
weird, pleasant surprise. Because Hermes is also depicted as lazy in Greek mythology at times. He's he's conveniently fast. When he's got nothing to do or he doesn't like you, he'll just be really slow. Oh, so this is prob Hercules is probably one of the rare times where Hercules is actually accurate to the original. Yeah, kinda. Except they make him way too chill. Like, way too chill. Hermes is still a very business-competent person, because amongst the gods, he is one of the weaker gods. Well, strength-wise. He can't out-Russell Ares, he can't outsmart Athena, he can't out-Beauty Aphrodite. All he's got for him is speed, and he rolls with it. No one can beat him in what he's good at. Speed. That's right. But, you know, they're Greeks. Lounge time is lounge time. It's funny that you say that because there are a lot of portrayals of Hermes where it's just like they're fast and cocky, but the way that you describe him, he's he's actually was originally just a really chill dude. Like, not only with Hades having this really quick, young, spry boy, but also God of War was a real cocky, fast guy too. Yeah, I'd say it's a duality of the character. Both extremes. The laid-back, chill, Greek god, Greek god but also what the what he represents and what he holds domain over. Speed. Also having a staff that is literally the cure of all plagues. But if you want a way to not diversify a character, then you just have to look at Artemis. Oh, Disney's Artemis. <laughs> this one hurts for me because Artemis is my favorite Hades character. And rightfully so. She is she is queen. She's voiced by Jamie Landrum, and, and she has this great, like, narrow-minded attitude about hunting and stuff like that, to the point where if you do anything for her, she's surprised. She's just kind of autistically into just hunting and stuff. She's like, she'll be focused on killing a boar, and it's like, okay, I'll get you. But if you tap her on the shoulder, she'll be like, yep! I heard about you. Look, I'm not like all the others on Olympus. The power of the hunt helps keep me company, so maybe it'll help you too. You blundered headlong into danger for the past six chambers or more, and you made such a racket I could almost hear it from Olympus. I have to say your hunting skills are rather unconventional. She's a dork. She's also one of the youngest of the gods. And also, Jamie Landrum would voice Nyx in Hades. But the thing about Hades is, a lot of the Greek gods like to sleep around. Artemis is the ever-virgin, actually, of the Greek myth. She has never taken a suitor and has never had a child. Oh, then she's still available. Yeah. It's because to not lose her edge in the wild and lose her right as the greatest hunter because she's also competing with Athena and Ares. And archery, she's competing with her twin brother Apollo. So she's in constant competition... So, to not get lazy and indulge in things and sleep around and keep her virgin status, because even amongst hunters, having sex before a hunt is a bad thing, because the smell of sex will scare away the animals. Huh. They actually use that in the Epic of Gilgamesh. When Enkidu was first created to take out Gilgamesh, he was just put in a fucking jungle, and he befriended the animals. And so, he started to interfere with hunters' traps to set the animals free. So to get the animals away from him, uh, a hunter offered up his daughter and they banged for seven days and seven nights. 
and then the smell of sex scared away the animals. So then Enkidu could do what he was supposed to do and go fucking kill Gilgamesh. Okay. But in Hades, Artemis is very dutiful. She's one-track mind because it keeps her in her zone. If she, anywhere else, she feels awkward. And I do love passionate characters like that. And with Hercules is Reba uh, McIntyre, the country singer. What's the limit on boar hunters? Uh, I, I can explain. Wait, aren't you Artemis? Goddess of the wilds? Yeah, that's my bow, and y'all are trespassing in my temple. Oh, I, I don't see any temple. The backwoods are my temple, and you're gonna rue the day you ever started hunting. Because hunter need to meet hick the redneck. Yuck, 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 yuck. Okay, baseline. It kind of makes sense, where it's like, oh, it's country. Country equals not city. Not city equals the forest. Except it's not what country is about. Like, country is like a ranch. Like, like a deserted area. Not a fucking forest. Even still, and this is just me, but have you heard of Bo Burnham's song about country music? Uh-huh. That song completely ruined country music for me. About my truck, my farm, my daughter, my wife, or my truck. And it's just confused, I think. Because it's about a anti-hunting message told by a god whose main thing is hunting. Which is I, dumb. I mean, I mean, it's just about, like, she doesn't want the boars that Hercules is hunting to go extinct. But either way, like, she has this thing where, like, the animals all come towards her and, like, wrap around her, and it's like, she's a no, fucking- No, they should be running from her! Exactly! <laughs> Artemis would never take easy prey. She favors the hunt, not the reward, the journey. It's like, I can imagine the meeting for this episode where Hercules goes on a hunt with some guys, Hercules doesn't want to kill a boar, which is weird because he literally does that in the movie and the series is a prequel anyway, and Artemis is like, Oh, well, Shogun, you don't want to kill the boar? Well, I'm going to make sure that you you better protect the boars then. And it's, again, I get it at a base, but it's like, there was no way to write Artemis into a kid's show well. I don't think it's possible. Because, like, they want an anti-extinction and hunting message, but you give it to the god who's all about that shit. The goddess of poachers. Like, they, they keep it really vague, and, and it's like, in the show, Artemis is the god of the wild, and that's all that they say about it? Yeah, which is wrong. She's the moon god. First and foremost, she is a moon goddess. She is the moon, as her twin brother is the sun. And if they wanted to include her as a hunter, oh, we're going to teach you how to hunt. With uh, Artemis in disguise. If anything... Have Artemis teaching how to hunt responsibly. Don't make it this stupid message about, like, like keeping the environment safe or, or like, keeping animals hospital. Whatever. To get, a, to get a hunter's license, you have to understand the hunting regulations, which you need to know your hunting seasons. You need to know never take a doe, never take a female, never take a child. Only go for males. 
only do it in not mating season. It's 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 a lot of you know rules that make sense. There are rules in state. That in and of itself would have been a great episode. What if we did the angle of Hercules is all about his strength, which already is kind of debatable if he can control that or not at this time. Artemis would teach him to be smarter. Cause yeah, teach him- in, in, the, in the legends, Hercules was fucking intelligent. Yeah, he may teach- have been a big, brutish man, but he was smart. This episode should have been about Hercules learning to be patient and and becoming smarter and just, like, getting advantages that aren't just brute strength. And Artemis would be teaching him alongside that. That would have been great. Instead of this weirdly constructed garbage shit that we got. Shame. Disney sellout. Give it that one to Hades. Oh, that's a definite. Yeah. And another one that really would not have worked either is Aphrodite. Ah. Oh. I mean, if you want to incorporate Aphrodite and you want a good children's message, consent, camaraderie, friendship, understanding that just because you like someone doesn't mean they like you back and you can't force people to like you, which is also kind of wrong because <laughs> because Aphrodite does get spiteful with people. <laughs> Hypocrite. Yeah. Hades is Courtney Venise. Vinny's? Vinny's. Viney's. Vine. Okay. Courtney Viney's. Who would also voice Indusa in Hades. Why, hello, hello there, little god thing. I have to say, you're quite the specimen, and so I've decided I shall aid you for the moment. You interested? First of all, Aphrodite's naked in this, which already is like. You know, for the goddess of love and sex is like, well, no shit, right? It's it's a no-brainer. But also, her voice is just succulent and just and just mm. lip smack. Like, oh my god, it's like rock hard. <laughs> exactly as you're supposed to. It's Aphrodite and Hercules, Lisa. Kudrow of Friends fame. Oh, what? Oh, oh, I'm a little late and you start a riot? <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is a busy time of year for me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Trouble with the little lady, Hercules? I was stupid. Mm-hmm. And selfish. And shallow. And sexist. Okay, all true. Thank you. <sighs> Galatea deserved better. She deserved to be her own person. Oh, look at you. You've had a growing moment. Wow. All right. Well, let's make her a person. So, maybe a little free will. Mind of her own. I have two oh. friends. I don't care. And she does fine in and of herself, but it's like, again... How the fuck do you make Aphrodite more interesting in a kid's show? First of all, she's always wearing clothes, which is which is already a minus for me. <laughs> <laughs> and they just kind of give her a generic, kind of quick-witted, sarcastic sense of humor, which Kudrow does fine if it wasn't Aphrodite saying it. Aphrodite's not going to... Mm -mm, sass people. She's going to... Are you sure you won't do this for me? Are you sure you won't do this for me? 
Aphrodite is not sassy. She's seductive. Silky. Smooth. That's the way to say Viney's performance. Silky. That's the way that she does it. Smooth. Goes down like sweet. <laughs> and she definitely flaunts it too. Like, she's aggressively, which is, you know, true to character. She's aggressively hitting on fucking her, on Hades, her nephew. Aunt. It's his, it's, it's Zachary's aunt. Because she was born from Kronos' severed testicle. When it fell into the ocean. After <laughs> it was lobbed fuck? off. Yeah, no, she was born from the ocean when, when the god Kronos had his fucking nuts cut off. So, she rose from the sea foam, which was the sea, which was the salty ocean dissolving the membrane of Kron of Cronus's testicles. <laughs> Have you ever heard Patton Oswalt's bit of... You mean Patton Cuckwald? Patton, the only reason I defend the, the, the new Ghostbusters movies because my wife makes a cameo as a ghost, Oswald. Yeah. <laughs> he won't even... live that down. Oh boy. Uh, you don't attack the nerd for no fucking reason, you fucking shill. The whole thing with Aphrodite and the ball sack reminds me of Pat Oswald's bid where he's saying that his problem with the Star Wars prequels was that he doesn't give a shit where the things he likes comes from. He just likes the things that he likes. Like he's like talking about like well, guess what? We got Darth Vader, Vader in the prequels, and he's like, "Oh my God, really?" And George Lucas like, "Yeah," and you get to see him as a little kid. And so he ends the bit with like, "Hey, you like Angelina Jolie? Does she give you a big boner?" Well, here's John Voight's ball sack. Oh, oh fuck off! <laughs> I'm cutting all of that. Ah. That was way too much for my stupid joke. Speaking of stupid joke, we can cover Daedalus. Speaking of stupid joke, we can cover Daedalus. <laughs> oh, right. In Hercules is voiced by the very well-pronounced David Hyde Pierce. Today, young artificers, we shall begin a new project. My original course plan called for a flying device fashioned of cypress reeds and sheep's bladders. But the school board feels it's too edgy. So instead, we shall spit in the eye of divine inspiration and construct a birdhouse. And Hades... Clang! I don't know if Pierce can compete with that. It's little. You, you get the Daedalus hammer, and it's not even like, oh, hello, cousin. It's clang! Ding! That's the dumbest joke you've ever come up with. I mean, it wins, because it's straight to the point. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about David Hyde Pierce. I love David Hyde Pierce. I'm a big Frasier fan, and this isn't the only time that I'm talking about a Frasier actor, but we'll get to that. David Hyde Pierce just has such a great voice. The design is weird, though. He's just got this huge dent in his fucking head. No, that's about it. The The voice is good. The dude's an eccentric inventor. And... He's ashamed of his son. Is he in the show? Yes. Huh. He would also voice Cecil Terwigler from The Simpsons. Dr. Delbert Doppler 
in Treasure Planet, and Drexenol from Osmosis Jones, the movie. Why isn't Daedalus in Hades? Uh, because Daedalus isn't a god. Daedalus is immortal. He was just the chosen favorite of Hephaestus because a great inventor and a great smith. Though why they didn't give it to Hephaestus, I don't know. But Daedalus is Icarus's father, and Daedalus appears in many legends as a traveling craftsman and traveling inventor, usually of people asking him to build things, and when he says they're dangerous, they don't listen. And then when they try and throw him in jail for causing a weapon of destruction, he's like, I told you this would happen if you didn't do it correctly. You refuse to listen to me. And so you get what you get. Okay. I can keep up the the Fraser talk, though, because Athena's another head-scratcher for me. <laughs> Athena in Hades is Mariana Miller. Hail, noble cousin. Now, let's get you from that miserable place. I'll see that all of us upon Olympus do our part, beginning here with me. And I am confident that you shall make your way eventually. I shall look forward to our conversations then. She's another in-house actress. Yeah, and Athena's fine. I mean, she's just kind of a... I don't know, how would you describe Athena in this? Definitely overbearing, watchful parent kind of auntie. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. Especially because her specialty is protecting you. Yeah, with D-Flight, probably the most useful dash in the whole game. Forget that, the most useful basic attack in the fucking game. And Hercules is... Jane Leaves, who would voice Avatar Ari from We Bear Bears, Lulu from The Penguins of Madagascar, and uh, Ladybug in James and the Giant Peach. What play are you going to? That's not why I'm here. He knew that! Careful, kid. Athena is not one of the fun gods. Oh, Hercules, look at how you've sprouted up. Oh, it seems like only yesterday you were just a divine little tot. <laughs> yeah, time flies when you're half-mortal. Hercules, I have chosen you. Chosen? Really? Whoa! Sacrifice or mission? It is a mission. And not another word. Okay, okay. I, I was just... Zip it. Again, I love Fraser, But, God. Athena and Hercules was so underutilized and overall just did not leave an impression. Nothing on leaves, but the voice is so annoying. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's like, I get that you're trying to make the goddess of wisdom british because you know that cliche hasn't been run to the ground yet uh, but the brits aren't even fucking smart no but it's like even if you want to do that leaves his voice is too high pitched to match the design absolutely you need a deep motherly voice right exactly you need a you put that down now young man exactly and that's something that I feel like is a good criticism, and I feel the same way about Poseidon, is that whenever Disney designs characters, they put features of the actors into the designs in order to get that separation of animation and real person closer together. But here, because a lot of these guys didn't have speaking roles to begin with, they're doing it the other way around. They're putting an actor into characters 
that have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does work, but other times like this, it's it's like, no. <laughs> this is not going to come out right, but she doesn't sound smart. I'm not saying that she's stupid, that leaves herself as stupid. I'm just saying that in this situation, her voice doesn't come off as smart. Which is kind of funny when she starts to really start butting heads with Ares, but at a baseline, it's really distracting. Absolutely. But going to Ares, who I think works a bit better in Hercules, we got Jake Thomas. What's going on? Why are you stopping? Work, man, work! I need this weapon to be the ultimate, the most ruinous force the cosmos has ever seen. I'm talking about a real hair curling, head bashing, bone crunching, manly weapon. I want something just as one of a kind. Something that says, congratulations, you've just been slaughtered by Ares, the god of war. He's fine, but also it's like, how many fucking times are we going to see a short red dude with anger problems? Constantly. Jay Thomas, who would voice Barry Anger from Teacher's Pet and the Bull Seal from the Wild Thorn Breeze. The dude's got gusto for Ares, but it's just a character that you've seen a thousand fucking times. He's a It's sh- more of a caricature than it is a character. Yeah, you know, a short, bald, angry dude. Fuck! I was just thinking this. Jason Alexander should have played Ares, not fucking Poseidon. Yeah! That might be typecasting, but at least that would work. Who's better to play a small, short, bald man than a short, bald man? Hades I like a lot more. There's some good subtlety in that performance. Ares in Hades, voiced by Cyrus Nemati. You've got quite the fighting spirit in you there, I have to say. Most intriguing. And yet no surprise for someone born in hell itself. You come on out of there and tell me all about it. I'm a fellow student of death, you see. Kid, I sensed fresh bloodshed from you recently, the real kind. For you have slain the living near the surface, have you not? Mere vermin, yes, but good enough for me. Ares, of course, the god of war who wants to do fight. In Hades, he comes off as more of... The tempered war veteran. Yeah, you can tell that there is a bloodlust in his voice, but it is still hidden well. Ares doesn't want to win wars, he wants to fight wars. If if it was the end of all war, Ares would be very mad. Ares likes fighting, so he promotes Zagreus' fight to the death. Here, I'm gonna lend you my power so you can fuck people up. Keep the art of fighting alive. It's less that he does enjoy war for the sake of itself, it's more like he infatuates over war. Like, when you see a chick who you're really turned on by, you don't you don't go crazy and it's just, just like, go like a cartoon character whose eyes pop out of their head. You just kind of lust over it, like, under your breath, right? It's completely internal. I use this as a pun. He tempers his passion. Tempered like steel. Like the sword and the spear that he uses. Ares likes to fight. And so fight he will. Ares is in control. Even in the God of War series, Ares wasn't a... <laughs> he was... No, 
Okay, you want to get serious? Let's play hardball. Ares keeps composure. Actually, Ares is one of the few Greek gods to not have a lash out or a tantrum. Hera, Athena, Aphrodite, Poseidon, Zeus. They've all thrown tantrums. Artemis, Ares, and Hermes have not really thrown that much tantrums. I feel like I should mention that, that this really isn't fair for Hercules. I mean, they weren't trying to be as accurate as they can. I mean, it's a fucking kid's show. You know, it's like there's only so much that you can do. I like this idea because I'm going into more style over substance. The Disney does style over substance. In the words of Walt Disney, you need the best animation, you need the best animators, you need the best pencilers, you need the best actors. Disney, keeping that prestige of Walt himself, hired a bunch of famous people in media to voice characters in their show, thinking that even if the performance is bad, the starstruck nature of it will shine through. Taking a lump of shit and coating it in gold and selling it as an ornament. Okay. It's still shit, but it's gold. Meanwhile, in Hades, they put more genuine care and personality into the characters. How is it when Athena and Ares interact with each other in Hades? I don't think I've seen that yet. Uh, imagine an uncle telling a kid, hey, did that kid just fucking push you on the ground? All right, here's a crowbar. Go beat him up. No, Ares, do not give crowbars to children. <laughs> You're going to take me, and we're going to speak to his parents, and we're going to talk this out. Don't coddle the boy. Don't coddle the boy. He needs to learn to stand up for himself. <laughs> like two parents who have differing views on how to raise a kid. That's genius. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to a Hercules god who I actually like. Cyrus Namati would also voice the god Dionysus in Hades, who is the lap of luxury, another silky, smooth performance of that uncle who's like, hey, kid, I know you're underage, but uh, I wonder what would happen if I were to leave my, my glass of wine unattended. Wink. Sounds like my family when I was 13. Yeah, mine too. Zag man, how's it going? Look, you have got to get here with the rest of us already. We've been saving you a spot. Let me see what I can do. Make life a little sweeter for you in the meantime. Man, I am feeling generous right now, know what I mean? And so he's something extra potent for you. Ought to keep you going for a while longer than you're used to there. He's that uncle that teaches you how to drink and how to be a really chill dude, good at darts and billiards, but is also like the one that's always getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, the, the he's, he, he's the black sheep of the family. And in Hercules, he's known as Bacchus in this, although it's the same thing, I believe. Yes, but that's the Roman name! Which is also wrong, because Hercules is the Roman name, Heracles is Greek! No, wait, Heracles is Roman. My bad. Oh. <laughs> Even though the Romans don't have a Hera... Heracles is Roman, but Hercules is Greek. But Bacchus is Roman in Hercules. He's played by the legendary Dom DeLuise. What can I get you here? Huh. I'll take three heroes. Ooh, I rock a lamb. Ah, 
a super souvlaki. Whoa. Mixed meat kebab. Oh, and double up on the board jowls. I love those board jowls. And, uh, yeah, a diet nectar. He's, he's a big grape man. <laughs> Don DeLuise, the voice of Itchy Itchiford from All Dogs Go to Heaven. Kuzula Goopa Goop from Dexter's Laboratory. And basically any, like, cartoon in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. You just, he's there. Yeah, Don Bluth's go-to guy for years. This is one of the, one of the few actor goes into a character that was already designed and it actually works. It's, it's perfect. It, I don't know, fuck historical accuracy, but <laughs> Don DeLuise is such a jolly dude in this. I love him. Do you want the chill party guy or the dude who who will put the lampshade over his head? Don't make me choose. <laughs> this is the time for me. Although, that's nothing to say about Dionysus. I mean, Dionysus's main thing is essentially poisoning or or making enemies drunk. This is probably the most effective I've ever seen poison in a video game. It stacks, you keep it going, it does damage over time, and... And sometimes, if you add poison on poison, it makes someone feel sluggish and slow. Which makes sense. Like, the blood itself is coagulating. Right. Which is ironic, because alcohol is a blood thinner. I mean, like, you could say that in Hercules, he's just, it's like, you know, uh, it's it's just, just the fat guy, whatever. Fat party dude. <laughs> and he's wearing a toga. Which is... Kind of accurate. There's no way they thought of that. He's more known for being, uh, fuck-ass naked. Or at least with a long loincloth. How many gods are just naked? I know Aphrodite, you just said Dionysus. I mean, typically, every Greek god is naked. Fair. Because in Greek art, everyone's naked. Are we gonna get demonetized for this? No. Perseus! goes to fight Medusa in armor, and he's depicted as naked. Oh. And who were you thinking of transitioning into after? Well, we had our party. We we had a great time, but we got to wake up and cure ourselves from the hangover and get a strict talking to from our dad. And Zeus. I was going to say Hades. Oh, Hades. Voiced by Logan Cunningham in Hades, and by James Woods in Disney's Hercules, a reprisal from the movie. And every other fucking time that Hades has been involved in anything, you gotta love that commitment to a character. Stupid boy. I told you nobody gets out of here whether alive or dead. So how is your wanton ransacking of my domain? Greetings, Father. My ransacking was a delight, thank you for asking. So I'll just be on my way again. Be on your way indeed. What do I care? You shall never reach the surface. Go, see for yourself. Meg, my little flower, my little bird, my little nutmeg. 
What exactly happened here? I thought you were going to persuade the River Guardian to join my team for the uprising, and here I am kind of River Guardian-less. Fine. So instead of subtracting two years from your sentence, hey, I'm going to add two on, okay? Give that your best shot. What was that name again? So you took care of him, huh? Dead as a doornail. Weren't those your exact words? I'm about to rearrange the cosmos. And the one schlemiel who can last it up is waltzing around in the world! Disney likes to do the thing where even if they're taking something that's a depiction of, like, an ancient tale, when they make someone who has just the slightest bit of, like, some may view him as evil, they go all the way. They just make Hades an unlikable, arrogant, cocky dickhole and hate in, in Hercules. Meanwhile, in hate in real Greek mythology, sure, he wasn't the god of killing people, he was the god of the dead. He doesn't control the die. That's Thanatos. Hmm. Hades just maintains order in the ethereal. He tells souls where they belong. He's basically a giant secretary, but it's his entire kingdom. And he takes that responsibility very, very seriously and very, very true. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like, James Woods in, in Hercules, people say he talks like a businessman or a lawyer, and that's and that is true. Hades, you actually see him doing that shit. Look, he talks, the... look he, he talks fast, he talks quick, he talks fast, he talks reasonable, and then he tries to get you once. Yeah, and that is funny, but you see a lot more of Hades is Hades. Hades is Hades. I run a tight ship here and I will have no one interrupting with my job. It's my duty. Don't interfere. Stop being a spoiled child and get to work, boy. We have a backlog. Dusa, get to work. Get to work on cleaning. Zagreus just opened up a new wing. Get to cleaning. We have to look spotless for the dead. He fucking took the job of running the underworld at the raids and just has been running with it. He, he's not led by horses. He leads the horses. He drags the horses along. The man pulls his carriage with no horses. And, like, you, you have to expect that with all that, and also dealing with a son who's constantly trying to see his ex-wife, it's like, it's, it's pretty stressful. It's a single dad trying to not only maintain how he is as himself, like, you're the god of the dead. You need to have a standard. You need to have posture, poise. You need to be stern and strict. You need to be someone that the dead fear and respect. I mean, nothing for James Woods. It's great for what it is, but... It's, 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 it's great for depicting Hades as like, oh, I like killing people because it gives me more power. But then it makes it seem like Hades is the one orchestrating the deaths, not... Thanatos, who is in no way, shape, or form related to Hades. They're basically co-workers. Thanatos is the delivery man, and the guy who organizes the sending out the orders is Hades. It's just an overall better performance for a better written Hades. Yeah, Mind I, you, I'm I, not I doing mean, a voice... Again, again, though, Hades and Hercules, like... Night and day. Yeah. Yeah, but also it's like, 
you know, it's it's like the other Hades just has a lot more going on. Like, I'm sure that if James Woods, which is Hades, had a kid, then it's like, I don't know, maybe, yeah. He, he does his job for a movie and then being a villain for a TV show. But these guys cannot be so further different from each other. Just, but God, Cunningham is so fucking good. Logan Cunningham, you are amazing, and we love you. So, we could have done this video on a number of Greek pantheons. Like, we were considering... Or, just have, uh, or we could have just done a mini-series of comparing each god representation from everything ever. Right. We, we could have done that. We were considering adding God of War into this, but it's like, we had to stop the buck somewhere and just keep things organized. So, if you guys like this video, then tell us if you want us to talk about more god representation in media. Because it's definitely something people like to do, and it's something that we can judge. I bring back to my one of my original statements in the beginning of this. I'm not viewing this as whose performance is better, because I'm doing a style over substance versus substance over style. The entirety of the Hades crew is an in-house or in-house voice actors, who also are probably art directors, artists, musicians, directors, or people in finances. But they're a small studio, while Disney is style over substance. Oh, we have all these background characters that we need to use because we decided to make a cartoon. All right, get all the famous people we can pay. And maybe people will be like, ooh, ooh, the performance was bad, but I know that actor. I like him. I like him in the movie. <laughs> I like this actor. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically, if I, if I created a video game and I threw in Rob Schneider. My game's gonna sell so people can interact with Rob Schneider. Well, I mean, it's that My game real... doesn't need to be good. I mean, would that really cause a profit? Really? Yes. Rob Schneider's fucking funny. Are you telling me that more people watched Norm of the North because Rob Schneider was in that movie? No, but would you like to pay... Would, would you like to play a movie where you beat the shit out of the guy voiced by Rob Schneider? <laughs> I'd play the shit out of it. God, why did... I love Rob Schneider. Why did Supergiant get Rob Schneider to voice Skelly? Oh man, that'd be perfect. Anyway, we gotta wrap things up. I think we I think it's pretty clear who we do prefer. I prefer the entirety of the Hades because Disney, you could have done good, but you decided to go for celebrities. Celebrities are not voice actors. Actors are not voice actors. I hate when people are like, oh, this famous actor could be... No, they can't. Actors are physical actors. I mean, the only... Look at fucking... Look at fucking Shark Tale. They got... I think... Do they have J-Lo or Beyonce? Does it matter? It's, it's the same Doesn't shit. Doesn't fucking matter. They had famous singers do voices, and they sucked. Some actors... Like, for example, Bernadette from The Big Bang Theory playing Harley Quinn. Some actresses and actors can voice act. But the thing is, theater actors can do better voice acting than they do Hollywood movies. Because a theater actor has to project with their voice. They have to sell it, not with effects, but with voice. Making them perfect. A lot of radio guys... Voice actors. I don't see a lot of radio guys being Hollywood actors now, do you? No, but 
Also because that shit's dying. Yeah. No, but if they if 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 the radio hosts were to go somewhere, they'd be feel more at home behind a behind a microphone than in the middle of a field. And with that, how do you feel about style over substance versus substance over style and the utilization of celebrities in works of media to sell? Please tell us down in the comments below and also like and subscribe and let us know are there any other pantheons that you'd like us to talk about or fuck anything really then please let us know and follow us on our social medias at slash the voice cast on twitter at slash the voice cast one and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms at anchor.fm slash voicecasters i've been justin and i'm will and we'll see you guys next time that's all for now peace out